we are back. Oh, a little change up. Usually I'm, it's and we're back. I didn't I didn't contract the weird. Yeah, you yeah. you did away with the contraction. Woo. That's a birthing joke just for Nikki. Oh, okay. Yes. Cuz she's back. I'm back. <laughs> you know, some politicians at some point said it won't be long until we're back to normal. Like as <laughs> the uh, as the pandemic kicked in, so uh the, the only thing, really, that's back to normal, near as I can tell, is the Sunday Night Crew here on Free Talk Live. True that. The regulars. Yeah, it's been a long... Did you just call us normal? I know it's a word that you're not used to hearing yeah. any of us Nobody's really... Nobody's ever said that to me before. This is the, the usual, regular... Have you ever been called basic? Normal, basic Sunday lineup. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. Captain's Log, start date, what is it? 06052022, which is really not even how they actually do start dates, but it's just something I make up to have something to say that's consistent at the beginning of each show. Uh, the telephone number, 603-283-6160, because Free Talk Live is a live call-in talk radio program, nationally syndicated, plus we're on the internet over at freetalklive.com. We're on some satellite stations elsewhere in the world, so... Pirate radio. Uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. We, Arg. Arr. You know the pirate alphabet? Arg. Well, it's, it's A, E, I, and then, of course, R. That's the pirate alphabet, so... Uh, I want to kick things off tonight with... <clears throat> i got to be careful how I say this. Uh, somebody has requested and been granted and received a vanity license plate ah you've seen these where like somebody will spell something funny or misspell it because it's already been taken or you know make up stuff i see way too many of these in the live free or die state like too many freedom loving people are okay giving the government more money for goofy stuff we, like license we know plates. we know one of our co-hosts that that indulges in that particular really thing yeah, oh man yeah, yeah it's a it's a van Okay. If that tells you anything. All right. At any rate, um, this is not our host. This is somebody uh, in Hawaii, of all places, ordered this uh, vanity license plate. It's just three letters, a space, and then three letters. That's and, about all you get in Hawaii. And it's very they, difficult to get a good vanity plate there. And they apparently were like, sure, here you go. He paid for it and everything. They won't renew it now. And in fact, uh, it sounds like from the headline that they want it back uh, the headline reads, Hawaii man refuses to surrender, and I'll tell you the plate thing in a minute. Spell it out He for refuses him. to surrender his vanity plates, defying DMV and corporate journalists. I don't know what that means, but we'll find out in a minute. What was his chosen letters for this license plate? Well, the first three letters are F-C-K. Now, you can use your imagination. How'd that get past the censors to begin I, with? I can't say that word on the radio, nor can you if you're going to call in about this topic, but uh, the, the three letters are FCK and then space, and the next three letters are BLM. That's where he went wrong. Now, I don't know what this guy has against organization. the Bureau of Land Management <laughs> that he would get a vanity license plate that says FCK BLM. I, I don't know what particular beef he has against the Bureau of Land Management. If you touch the seals, they shoot you. Oh, oh our, our producer's whispering in my ear right now. He, oh, it's not Bureau of Land Management. Oh, oh, they think it's it's Black Lives Matter, not the Bureau of Land Management. 
Okay. Can we be opposed to those equally? Like, I don't, I don't well, like the Bureau Yeah, I don't like either, either of those. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you, actually. Okay. I, I'm, All right. I'm not on board with either of those. They are state-based agencies, or uh, at least the Bureau of Land Management certainly is paid for with tax money. Well, I guess BLM, the other BLM, Black Lives Matter, technically isn't a state-based agency. Right? It's technically a private organization. Technically, I think. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Well, at any rate, uh, this is from ValiantNews.com. A Hawaii motorist is still driving the streets with vanity license plates mocking Black Lives Matter. Dun, dun, dun. The left-wing racial movement linked to violent riots, anti-white racism, and corporate fundraising. Journalists first expressed outrage about the vehicle in 2021 after it was seen driving around with FCK BLM. So journal- So this was a, a Karen journalist going like, hey, I know what that means. I'm calling the cops on this guy. How dare you give him his vanity I'm, plate? I'm curious if they like asked him what he meant by it or if they're just assuming it's Black Lives Matter. It's open for interpretation. You know, it'd be funny if this wasn't even a vanity plate and it was just like what it was randomly generated to be. <laughs> There are some like that. Where, I know. mean, could it perhaps be, what else could BLM be? Bondage-loving midgets, for example? Sure. You know, I mean, perhaps this guy has a kink that now Take he's being pick. shamed for. You know, who knows? Anyway, uh, journalists first expressed outrage in 2021 after it was seen driving around town one year after the violent George Floyd riots. The government of Honolulu described the issuing of the plates as... An ill-advised oversight during the review process and promised to force the owner to surrender them via recall. We've got an insider. What, recall? What's recall? Are you familiar with what that means in Hawaii? Um, not, not Probably not in this case, it, but it's probably just, you know, they take your plates back. Okay. Whenever so, I hear recall, I think of the, the Arnold movie, the Total Recall. When I moved here, one of the interesting things about moving here um, is you keep your plates. Like in Hawaii, when you sell a car, yeah. plates go with the vehicle. Same thing in Washington. Right. Yeah. Here is like, no, you just take the plates off and like those are yours. Yeah, I find it interesting too when I was first looking for a used car to buy here that um, like I talked to the guy. I'm like, if I go get the cash, can I drive it away? He's like, as long as you got a plate. And I'm like, what? Doesn't yeah. it already <laughs> have plates? Yeah. I'm like, exactly. Does it not come with the car? No, you got to have a plate of your own. Right. You can borrow one from somebody or somebody else's car, and I won't say anything, but I can't let you leave here unless you got a plate. Right. So okay. we eventually switched our plates over to the New Hampshire plates, but yeah. we had the Hawaii plates. And I don't know if we actually did, but we were supposed to send the Hawaii plates back to Hawaii because state owns the plates. They just... You're just allowed oh, to put them on your car. That's what they mean by recall. Probably. They're like, that's our property. You can't have it. I'm making that assumption. I don't have confirmation. That okay. makes sense to me. Some guy named Tom George, never trust a man with two first names. I knew you were going there. Uh, has posted on the Twitter regarding this. Racism on the road? Viewer reported seeing this license plate. <laughs> Ironically, uh, the Hawaii license plate also has a nice picture of a rainbow on it but <laughs> on the background behind the fck space blm it's always pride month there <laughs> uh so yeah viewer reported seeing this license plate sure enough quick search of the government records shows this plate was issued in hawaii unclear how it made it through approval process whoever tom george is he must be some journalist or perhaps statist 
Anyway, despite the recall order, and I guess they just, we order you to give us these plates. But I'm like, no, I would, I would move out of Hawaii before I gave them the plates back, I think. Uh, despite the recall order and loads of outrage from local media, the owner has not surrendered the plates in nearly a year later. <gasps> I, don't, I don't have all the facts, but I'm pretty sure I have a friend in Hawaii. I know I have a friend in you're, Hawaii. You're, okay, I was going to say, but, you're, you're questionable whether you have a friend? Well, I don't remember. I met him after the, this event took place. Yeah. So you might not be friends anymore? No, no, no. We're still friends. <laughs> okay. But I don't, ha- I don't know all the facts of what he went through. Because he also had a vanity plate okay. that said, you know, like, F the police or something to that Ooh. effect. That's even better. Right. And he successfully was able to keep his vanity plates after the lawsuits went through. They should I start a free speech vanity plate club. And that this guy with the FCKBLM and then your buddy with yeah. the, the FTP or whatever. Whatever it was. They could all, yeah. like, plan an event where anybody who has sort of a... Uh, uh, you know, free speech style of vanity plate. Well, get together and like you know, cruise the main drag or drive around the island or something, yeah. right? You but know? you got to, but you got to get approved first. Like that was the thing. Oh. He got his approved. They tried to do the same recall thing, and I believe he successfully sued. But I met him again after the events, so I don't know the full whole story. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero is the telephone number. Here at Free Talk Live, the phones are open as usual. Would you drive around with a vanity plate that said FCK space BLM? Give us a call. More Free Talk Live is on its way. Give me an F. What? Give me an F. F. Give me a C. C. Give me a K. K. What's it spell? No. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't spell anything. It's just three letters in a row. It's, at, it's, it's up for interpretation. Really, I was like, you're going to trick me here. I'm not falling for it. All right. Here, here's one that'll really get you. What word starts with F and ends in... Enos. U-C-K. Fire truck? Fire truck. Yes, very good. (laughs) Very good. Very good. It's an initialism. (laughs) That one got me like, I don't know, when I was eight or something, I think. Fire uh, truck? uh, One of my older either siblings or step-siblings or foster siblings or something was... They got me, and I'm like, I, of course, said the word, right? I'm like, well, it's... uh," And like, no, it's fire truck. You're going to get in trouble for swearing or whatever, right? Yeah. Anyway. Mom. Yeah. That's what the FCC feels like to me. It's like the, yeah. the, the disapproving parent. Captain said yeah. the F word. Yeah. <laughs> he insinuated the F word. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is Free Talk Live, and you're, in case you're wondering what you're listening to, uh, the telephone number here is 603-283-6160. You can call, talk about whatever's on your mind. We're currently talking about a man, and a Hawaii man. Not a Florida man, a Hawaii man, who got some vanity plates, and it says FCK space BLM. And uh, apparently, according to Hawaii bureaucracy, they made a mistake. It was an oversight that they even issued the plate, and so now they're demanding he return the plates because it's their property, apparently. 
part of the fun about vanity plates is guessing what they're trying to communicate. Yeah, exactly. So this this could mean anything. And you know, Hawaii didn't care. Now that some Karen complained, they're like, great, now we have to pretend that we care and try to get these license plates back. Nobody actually cares, it, except for Karen. It could be like fundamental, critical knowledge, and then <laughs> the uh, bondage-loving midgets, right? Yeah. You know, I mean... I, Again, you, you put whatever label you want on it. it. It's up to interpretation. It could be right. that this guy is married, and these are their first three initials of each of the persons in the couple could be you don't know we don't know they're making an assumption and becoming outraged by letters on a car i'm in a group on social media i think started by that friend of mine in hawaii with his vanity plate because he likes vanity plates called like bumper stumpers and that's what you do you just you you post it and you go like well what do you think this means and then everyone guesses i do enjoy guess i do enjoy seeing the uh vanity plates that you have to decide when you're on like a road trip yeah. You know, a long road trip across country or whatever, you know, in the summertime. And like, instead of just looking at boring plates that are just like, you know, whatever, regular letters and numbers, you're like, oh, that one's supposed to say something. And like, sometimes you can't figure them out. You're like, I have no idea what that means. Those letters don't make any sense at all. Not to me, but to somebody it does. Yeah. So what's going through this Karen's mind where she thinks that says what she thinks it says? I know. Says? It sounds like she's racist. Sounds like she's got the racial issues there. The Honolulu Department, oh, this is from ValiantNews.com, the article continues, despite the recall order and loads of outrage from local media, the owner has not surrendered the plates nearly a year later. That's the other thing, right? No, there's no, like, citizens being outraged. It's media outrage. It was a journalist that saw it, the journalist that complained, and now the media making an issue out of it. Yeah. Well, they needed something to talk about. You know, she was driving around and she was like, finally... Something I can talk about. Yeah. On the, a deadline from our editor. Yeah. That's how to get something provocative. Now, yeah. now this next statement here in the article uh, bothers me on many levels. The first is the the name of this particular organization that we're going to talk about. And they call themselves the Honolulu Department of Customer Services, which is obviously code for like the DMV in Hawaii, or at least the... The folks who field the calls and emails, you know, for those We have a DMV when I was there. It's called the CSD, apparently. Told local media outlet KITV4, quote, We have sent three letters to the registered owner recalling the license plate. However, the registered owner has failed to surrender the plate. Good. CSD has placed a hold on further renewals of his vehicle registration, and his registration is now expired. HPD is able to cite the vehicle if it is being operated on the roads, unquote. Whoa, scary. So I, I drove around for years without registration there, yeah. but I had a valid license. Yeah. So I just you know got pulled over, took the ticket, threw it away, yeah. went on with life. There's no license. Okay. Until Great. they stopped renewing my license. I was like, well, now it's sketchy. But, yeah. You know, who cares? Rock uh, that plate, homie. So then this, uh, another... They feature another tweet here from some guy named Scott Greer, uh, who quotes the previous tweet from Tom George and says, heroes still walk among us. Yeah, no, he means zeros. Uh, he spelt it wrong because he's, he's he's saying that Tom George is a hero. Oh, is he? Okay. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Uh, despite the fact the registration and safety check are both expired, 
and a hold has been put on the renewal of the plates, the owner continues to offend the sensibilities of journalists and left-wing activists by keeping the plates that insult the controversial BLM movement. See? Journalists and left-wing activists. Not normal people. And if I were him, I would just continue to do so. I would take every ticket, take each of them to court, and just go free speech. Yep. Spree speech? Spree speech. Free speech, MFers. Right? Because it is, it is. There's, there's not. They can't even insinuate that he's cussing. There's no well, FCC violation. Well, and it violation. could really mean anything yeah. if, if you assume that that stands for Black Lives Matter and that it's a negative thing towards Black Lives Matter. Then maybe that's on you. It's yeah. That maybe that's on you. It's not what I assumed when I first saw it. I mean, maybe it was, but whatever. Here's the other thing. This I said this during the break. I don't understand the vanity plates thing again because you can get that same message across without paying the state more money with a bumper sticker. And you can put the full letters on there on the bumper sticker. There's a... But then you wouldn't be as vain. Yeah, because it's not a vanity plate. Exactly. I used to have the magnets. like you know, uh, I think Free Talk Live used to advertise Liberty stickers, and they sold yeah. magnets. So I, I made my own stuff and stuck them to the magnets and then slapped that on my car Boom. just to piss people off. Way cooler. Way cooler. But then people get offended and take the magnet off and throw it in the yeah, exactly. somewhere in the parking lot. There's a, a person that uh, is an author that we know of, and he claims his uh, uh, vanity plates is NH Exit. Okay. Uh, so cool. Anyway, hashtag. I just, yeah, I just looked over at the chat. I don't usually mention chats on the air, uh, but uh, I thought that's that really got to say something time. really cool. You know? Yeah, that, that's pretty cool to me. Uh, anyway, the article continues. Police cannot venture onto private property to take the tags. I mean, they can. It's just not legal for them to do so. Interesting legal theory there, though, because if it does not belong to the registered owner of the plate, right? If, if our theory earlier was that it belonged to the state, right? they could go get it because it's not his, and they're just retrieving stolen property at that point. Well, it continues. It says police cannot venture onto private property to take the tags and must rely on pulling the car over in traffic to seize them. Oh. Thus far, the motorist has managed to evade confiscation efforts by local authorities, and <laughs> I applaud him. Uh, All they got to do is wait at his driveway until he leaves for work. But do they really care well, that much? No. I mean, like, maybe he has another car, and okay. you know, he just uses this one as the antagonizing car. <laughs> 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is on the way. Would you drive around with this license plate on your car? I would. More Free Talk Live coming up. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com.
Denver back? Yes, we are back. That was real close to the end of the music. Uh, you know, sometimes the guy has a thing to do, and it take, that's why the music's there, right? right? You know, like, hey, the show's coming back, and then ease oh, we'll, we'll ease into it, and then we sort of talk over you know, the tail end of it, and then I yell at people, and "I'm then, back," and then you get to you know, yeah, give your give your burly growl. <laughs> this is Free Talk Live. We're a live call-in radio talk program where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever's on your mind. The telephone number here in the studio, 603-283-6160. If you'd like to join us, we'll get to your calls and thoughts momentarily. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Rich Rich. Uh, I need to tell you that Free Talk Live's video archives have been over on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of stuff like that here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to directly compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off now with over a million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on all things COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Frankly, I'm surprised it hasn't been taken down already. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so now we're streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app over at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. So visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. That's video dot freetalklive.com would those people be upset if the if the license plate said fck lbry probably not i doubt probably it. not yeah mm-hmm. yeah i doubt Some it discrimination going on right there too um let's see if we can go to the phones i believe this is a mr axelman you're on free talk live yes there it is yeah thanks for having me on hey thanks for quick being on go ahead um you said I claim to have the NHL. <laughs> I, I have evidence. We need documentation and well, evidence, good y- sir. Yeah, you see, so there's this thing us radio hosts do sometimes, and it's uh, we use certain phrasing to attempt to draw callers to this call-in show. I guess it worked. Apparently worked. You were been honeypotted. Are we? You you were summoned. Your ears were burning. Now here you are. Anyway, so yeah, once the permanent plate, I got a temporary plate. Once the permanent one comes in, it'll be awesome, and I'll be showing it off. Um, On the topic of secession, as you guys might know, I'm the self-proclaimed biggest secessionist in the world. I wrote five books about secession. The latest one is presumed guilty. It's from a criminal justice perspective or injustice perspective. Where can Um, people find these books? Oh, yeah, thank you. On Amazon is the best way to find it. It's uh, Kindle and paperback, and we're working on the audiobook. It'll be available soon. Okay. So, and, and also all over Liberty Block, you'll find links to the book. Um, Corona Fascism, I spoke to my publisher the other day. Mm-hmm. I can update it, so I have about a year's worth of things to update it. So hopefully in a few months, we'll have an update for Corona Fascism of all the latest year of Corona Fascism, vaccines, Shanghai lockdown, Pfizer documents, all that good stuff. Hopefully we'll have an update. Now, what I really wanted to talk about today is something that I'm obviously challenging myself. I'm a voluntarist, mm-hmm. but one of the latest, the last vestiges of statism, because I've actually been told, believe it or not, that I'm not a real libertarian. I know it's hard to believe. You don't say. <laughs> I've been Were told you that at the convention have... last weekend? Because there was a whole bunch of not real libertarians milling about no, that, that thing. That was real not libertarians. Yeah. But, but, I'm also yeah, not a yeah. real libertarian, apparently, because I haven't signed anything. 
So I guess, you know, unless you sign a thing, then, then you know, you're not a libertarian, apparently. Well, you're not a libertarian unless someone has told you that you're not a libertarian. Exactly, yeah. That, that's, that's what I meant. So I've been told it so much that it means I'm a realist libertarian. So anyway, one of the last vestiges of status I had was actually immigration. I'm, you know, a bit of an immigration hawk, or at least I've, I've been known to say if, you know, we should have no government, but if we have a government, one of the few things they should do is, like, protect life, but also have a border. If you don't have a border, you don't have a country. Oh, you were, um, you were on the border so train, train, but you're not libertarian. anymore? Yeah, anyway, okay. anyway, the, thanks to Free Talk Live and the great, amazing people like Rich and Captain and Ian and Nikki and all you guys, I heard about David Hathaway. He called in. He said he wrote a book. He was DEA, statist, um, and then he became a uh, voluntarist, and now he's a sheriff. Okay. Um, he wrote a book, so I ordered the book. I'm challenging myself, opening my mind. I'm reading the book, and I think Scott Horton wrote the forward. It's very convincing. It's kicking my butt, and now I'm, re- I'm like halfway to the book almost or, or just started a few chapters, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's challenging for me. It's difficult, but he's making good points, and if I'm going to be a principled voluntarist, then then. Yeah, so he's making really, really good points. So by the time I finish the book, I'm I'm sure I'll have moved you over know, at least a fair amount. So. That's totally awesome to hear that, you know, I, I mean, it's really not that uncommon amongst the libertarian type of people. But uh, for somebody to say, hey, you know what, I held a position and I've come across some new information and now I'm rethinking my position. Like, it doesn't even matter to me whether or not you go one way or the other on this particular topic. You are a freedom-oriented person, and to me, that's that's enough for me. But that's the position I think more people should take, and way to set an example is really what I'm getting at. I think you find that more yeah, amongst libertarians in general as well, um, because you're not indoctrinated into libertarianism. You have to kind of get through the indoctrination and find it on your own. Right, you have to choose it. And that means a lot of your you know, formally held positions are going to get challenged and changed over time. Well, and just to be yeah, and open I find enough. That libertarians, yeah, libertarians are so open-minded, intelligent, open-minded, individual, unique. Everyone's different. I'm different from my wife and you guys. Everyone has their own perspectives. But we're open-minded and genuine and, and unique and smart enough to like be able to Admit, you know, change things. So I find libertarians are the best at that. Well, and that's huge, too. Just the ability to be able to say to change your mind and to be open enough to welcome in new information. A lot of people and even a lot of libertarians are not able to do that. They kind of hold these beliefs so closely and in a lot of people represent things so strongly that they feel embarrassed to change mm-hmm. their mind. But it's it's actually a really cool thing to be open enough to be like, you know what, I was wrong or or I believe something different now. Any other thoughts, Mr. Axelman? Oh, I think that's all for now. Just I hope everyone checks out our books. Thanks a lot, guys. Keep it up. Hey, thanks for the call. We appreciate you. Uh that is Mr. Axelman from Liberty Block is his website. You can find his books over on Amazon. Uh excellent speaker, intelligent guy. Get and, more bumper stickers. And prolific author. Oh, you didn't mention the bumper stickers? Well, whatever. Uh, I'm just throwing it out there. Yes. Uh, he's a big supporter of NH Exit, which is the movement for the state of New Hampshire to secede from the United States of America, becoming its own um, country. Do some guerrilla marketing and slap those on some cop cars. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. That stuff. <laughs> when I was uh, doing the heavy metal band thing in the Seattle area, one of the promotions that i offered via our email newsletter was uh, if you film yourself putting my band's bumper sticker like guerrilla marketing style on a cop car that right. i will get you into any show that we ever do yeah. for free for the rest of your life i would do it nobody took us up on it. really yeah lame yeah so 
Speaking of that, I was at some, I was passing out flyers for a, a, a why can't I talk right now, NH exit. Mm-hmm. And it was at some rally or protest or something. And I was trying to give them to the police. <laughs> and they wouldn't accept them. They were like, no, we can't take these. Uh, and I'm like, really? I kind of pushed it a little bit. I'm like, you can at least just take it and read it. Like, you don't have to admit that you think that New Hampshire should secede, but you can at least take it. And it's rude. It's rude not to take it. Just take it. And they wouldn't. Excuse me, officer. Can you throw this away? <laughs> I, I would say that you would. You could maybe do something like... Um, I don't know the old trick about like the kick me sign, like you know, put a piece of d- tape on the back. They're like, "Hey, have a good day, officer." Yeah. Like you know, now they're walking around with them, but then they'd probably charge you with assault. They yeah, would. they'd probably they totally try would. to arrest me or something. <laughs> I was oh, just trying to be man. nice, and they were rude. So, if an officer jumped in your way and shoulder checked you, he would charge you with assault. Right? Yes, <laughs> you assaulted me. You're going to jail now, buddy. And why do why do they use the term buddy? Makes you feel like friendly. Officer friendly. Buddy, pal. It's because you hate it. And that's why they call you buddy. Maybe it is. Like, I'm not your buddy guy. I'm not your friend, pal. I'm not your pal, buddy. 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is on the way. If all three of us agree that we're back, then we must be back. We have consensus. Better than a majority vote. And and we're here voluntarily. Nobody's forcing us to be here. Icing on the cake. I like to be here. I, I, I do enjoy uh, the callers. I enjoy doing the program. I enjoy the co-hosts. Like 99% Aww. of the callers. 99%. There's okay, the, I mean, every now and again, there's, there's knows, always that one. He knows who he is. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's we'll interesting. Hear from him later. Yeah, I, we know we will. Anyway, the <laughs> telephone number is 603 283 6160. Again, 603 283 6160. In the studio, it's myself, the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass. Joining me, it's Nikki and Richie Rich. Uh, again, Nikki, welcome back. Thank you. If we didn't say that earlier, I don't. We're back to normal. You can say it every segment oh, okay. if you want. There's That's new listeners okay every segment. You can do. Yeah. You can do. It we're still back makes me feel good. Segment. She can, yeah. I can do. Welcome back, Nikki. Every yeah. segment. Okay. It's um, our thing now. It'll get weird next week, though. How how many months were it? Two. Two months. Two feels, months feels longer. It felt longer, but then also it felt like I never left when I came back. Yeah. It felt like really short and forever. Like the the first month. Felt like the longest month of my life, and then the second month would went by really fast. Yeah. So. And then once you were back, you're like, "Did that even happen?" Yeah, it was Did weird. I, I felt go? like I was in a weird black hole time warp thing. But I am so happy to be back in the free state. Yeah. So happy to be back with my friends, my family, and my community. We thought she was going to get consumed by California. Yeah. Uh, you know, she wouldn't be the first person to move to California, uh, fall in love with the sunshine that's out there, and then stay. That's why we sent the envoy to rescue her and bring her back. We did, yeah. Fortunately, uh, Operation uh, Escape from California yeah. was launched, and uh, you know. Well, fortunately, I also thought it sucked, so that kind of <laughs> helps. <laughs> I was like counting down the seconds until I could be back in New Hampshire. Yeah. 
Uh, let's just go right away to your calls and thoughts. We have Andrew calling from Virginia. Andrew, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Thank you very much. I've been listening to your show the past few minutes. I'm an Amazon driver, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here waiting for somebody to bring me something. So I, I listened in. I thought I'd call in. Okay. Thank I've you for your service. Some, no, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, I've been researching for the last 22 years, and I found out why we, we're trying to do something the wrong way. I, I, I told your uh, screener that you guys need to check out the act of February 21st, 1871. This was something that was passed right after the Civil War. And what they did basically to really confuse people was they made the United States, they made another United States into a corporation. We are essentially operating within a corporation. We're not the original republic. That was convened, uh, seen a day. And they, they basically did reconstruction. They recreated the new United States and they forced everybody into this corporation. And that's why we never had U.S. citizens prior to 1871. Right. Um, so based on your screened call, I just did a uh, you know a little search on the Internet uh, of February sure. 21th. We had our screener get on that. Yeah. we Our producer, like, forced me to do so. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just kidding. She didn't force us to do anything. Um, but, yeah, this is all the United States is a corporation. And uh, one of the things that I seem to recall from this, this comes up. Every now and again for me, I generally get a little more educated than I was the last time. But one of the things that stands out is uh, I found a PDF that says the United States is a corporation. uh, And it points out the 1788 original Constitution for the United States, only the C is capitalized. And then 1871 amended version, Constitution of the United States, all caps, the whole entire phrase. Like they're yelling at you. At least that's what we think in the Internet day. So what is the significance of the capitalization? Here it is. Old English grammar demands anything written in all caps is a fiction. Oh. Yes. So when you see your name in all capitalized letters Mm -hmm. and all of your court records, military records, birth certificates that are reprinted, driver's license, anything having to do with the state, your name's in all caps. You know why? Because you cannot be addressed by a corporation known as the United States unless you're a corporation. So I got two things on this one. Number one, I have personal evidence that you are indeed correct. And number two, what does it matter going forward? Here's where it matters. Here's where it matters. Corporations are dead. Okay. If you want to run around, and I'm not being I'm not being fallacious here. I'm not trying to be insulting, so please don't take this the wrong way. Sure. But you were created, in my opinion, this is strictly my opinion. You may have a different opinion. I'm not trying to tell you your faith. But if you were created by a by an all powerful being, let's just call it God, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. um, He didn't make you to be a dead thing. He made you to be a living thing. Have you noticed the state never refers to you as a man? You are a white male. Your co-worker is a white female. We're all black males, black females, Hispanic males. We're not men and women anymore. Ah, and if you get hit up by the IRS, you're the taxpayer. Right. You're the taxpayer. That's all. That's right. Well, I don't pay taxes anymore. Good I stopped you. paying taxes. Well, because I created a contract with the IRS and with the, with the state of Virginia to prove me wrong that I was actually, um, uh, how did I put it? I, I use what's called a negative environment. I study law. Yeah. I did an affidavit of negative environment that basically said I have no fact, evidence, or record that I am 
a U.S. citizen or that I chose voluntarily to be a U.S. citizen, and I choose not to be, and I have no evidence to the contrary, and I believe none exists. They couldn't respond to that, so they had to agree to it by acquiescence. Now, do you happen to, uh, you know, offer, you know, either services or have you like penned a book or is there a place where people can find out more about this type of information? I wish I could say that I have. I've been thinking about doing it, but I don't believe it's ethical to charge your brother a way to freedom. What I think we should be doing, and I'm, I'm going to, I work for a living because I'm, I'm 61 years old and I went through a divorce and I don't have much money and my kids are grown, but I'm penniless, so I have to work from paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. just to survive. I have a son with Asperger's, and my girlfriend has uh, frontal lobe dementia. So I'm just, you know, I've got my share of challenges that everybody else has. Sure. But I would like to do that. I would like to do that. But the thing is, I don't know. Um, the information's out there on the Internet. All we have to do is look it up. The That's part of it. There's a lot of information on the Internet. And there is. it's hard to decipher the accurate versus the fallacious because it all sounds the same. I know it does. And a lot of people don't even know what to look up or, you know, like concepts like this need to be introduced to you before you even know where to start. Right. But go ahead and Google like your name in all caps. Yeah. Right. And just try to filter (laughs) through the mess. You mean go ahead and search search for your normal search engine. Here's what I did. Whatever. I, I used clues. I used clues like when John F. Kennedy did his some of his speeches, he talked about the law of Dooley Solis. Mm-hmm. And the law of Dooley Solis, which is basically Latin, it says that you are indigenous to where you were born. Okay? If, if I say I'm no longer a U.S. citizen, I'm just a Virginian, mm-hmm. and that's what I am. I'm no longer a U.S. citizen because U.S. citizens belong to the jurisdiction of the United States, which is a 10-mile-squared area of D.C. Right. I don't want to be part of that group. I just don't choose to be part of that group. I was born in Virginia. I'm a Virginian. And we all get tricked into becoming a U.S. citizen by signing our first 1040 form. When you do that, it asks you at the very last end, it says, are you a U.S. citizen? And when you say yes, you you just basically expatriated out of your state you were born in or the state you live in, and you just became a U.S. citizen. And now you're subject to the United States. So here's a, here's a question for you then, Andrew. And maybe you don't sure. know the answer, but um, I know some folks who have simply just stopped filing taxes. What, right. what effect or how does this apply to those people? Are they effectively uh, claiming they're no longer uh, a citizen of the no. United States? They're belligerent. And here's I did that. That's how I did it. Okay. I stopped filing taxes and stopped. I, I kept paying taxes because I was afraid of what would happen if I didn't. Yeah. Or but sometimes they just take refund. it out of your check no matter what, and you know that's you can't do anything about yeah, that. Exactly. But you know, let me tell you what. This is an interesting story. I got my wages garnished when I was going through a divorce, so I was basically making really good money back in the um, in the uh, early 2000s. Uh-huh. And on top of my my uh, my paycheck being being uh, my, my wife chose to have the child support just taken out of my check, and the IRS started taking money out of my check in addition to that. So instead of making what would have been probably seven hundred and fifty dollars uh, uh, every two weeks, I was getting one hundred and sixty. So what they've since changed the law now. But what, what I did was I just didn't say anything. I didn't do anything because I didn't know what to do. The IRS garnished my my pay. They claimed I owed them fifty thousand dollars for the fees and penalties. They took my paycheck for about a year, and then they stopped without warning. They just stopped. Hey, Andrew, can you hang on? Because I think you have more to say, and I'd like to hear more. Can you stay stay on for another? I can. All right, stand by.
603-283-6160. More with our caller, Andrew, about the Corporation of the United States. Coming up, this is Free Talk Live. is Free Talk Live, the live radio call-in talk program, nationally syndicated on the internet as well, plus some satellite stations where you can call talk about whatever's on your mind. The telephone number you need to, I don't know, jot down on the fridge with a crayon or inscribe on a record or something. Tattoo it on your forearm. Yeah, Heck yeah. Or your children's forehead. Uh, 603-283- Six one six zero again six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty in the studio tonight. It's myself, the captain. It's Nikki and Rich. Rich, let's uh, go back right away to Andrew, who was calling from Virginia. Uh, we've been talking about the concept of the United States being a corporation, and Andrew brought up the Act of eighteen seventy one and the conspiracy of the all caps. <laughs> yes, uh, Andrew, you were in the middle of telling us something. Can you recap and and continue, please? Can you give me just one second? I'm picking up the phone real quick, and I'll be right back to you. Can you hold one second? We can put him back on Thank hold. You. We'll come back to Andrew in just a minute. Uh, we were discussing amongst ourselves some of this type of a thing, and. Uh, this information has been around long enough. I remember hearing something about this even before I had the internet. Uh, there were like you know sovereign activists who would do uh, would tell you tales of this and tell you about the whole caps, large caps and small caps. And that the kind amazing of thing. thing that happens is when you try it out for yourself and you get some of the results that they promised. Oh, right, and then it goes like, aha, there is something to this. Uh, so for me personally, I, I told Andrew, you know, during the during the last segment that I believe him because I have personal experience with this. Yes, uh, I was uh, I I've in Hawaii have been in court more often than I'd care to be. Okay, um, and so I've I've tried some of these things, right? And I don't I can't remember the last time that I've gone to court and actually stated my name. Where they go like, state your name, and I go, I am rich, and I go like, you guys spell my last name, yada, 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 yada. Yeah. Right? Like that, that's their, la- it's all caps, that's their label for me, I don't use it, don't pronounce it, don't say it. Yeah. A lot of people don't even know what it is or how to spell it. So I go like, you guys spell it like this. And one time I was in court, and I went, you guys spell it like this. And the yeah. judge goes like, well, how do you pronounce that? And I went, I don't. <laughs> you guys spell it like this. That's it. You can call me Rich. You can call me Mr. Rich. You can call me Richie Rich, whatever you want. Interesting. Right. And he goes, have a seat. And so I sit down. And then he calls my name again with the, the legal spelling of yeah. it. And I go, I just told you, like, I'm 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 that guy, but it's your label for me. He goes, and he calls my name again. Yeah. And I go, what the hell is this guy doing? And then he calls my name a third time. And then he declares that I did not appear, right? That that legal fiction wow. was not in court. Right. And then he points to me and goes, you, sir, stand up. And he goes, Rich, right? Rich, you are, will you appear on behalf of legal fiction 
yada, yada, yada. I'm like, well, this is new, right? This is the first yeah, time I've gotten like, this far. Yeah. I go, so interesting. Sure. He goes, okay. And legal fiction, yada, 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 sentenced to, you know, this much fine and whatever community service. Yeah. Will you perform the community service on behalf of legal fiction? I go, well, I guess, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, sure, I would. So in court, right, I, Mr. Rich, yeah. have appeared on behalf of my all caps legal fiction and have done community service on behalf of my all caps legal fiction. I wonder, well, let's see if Andrew's back. Andrew, back. back? He's back. All right. I'm back. All right. So we were just talking about uh, Richie Rich's own experience. Um, but you were in the middle of a statement, and, uh, you know, I want you to be able to finish your point. Well, I, I can't remember my point right at the moment. It's been a lot that's happened. <laughs> All right. I, I, but I'll tell you this. I was listening to Richie Rich's experience in court, and I've had a lot of experiences in court as well. And I'll tell you what I found out from some, some – I, I have some friends that are, that are retired lawyers that have told me a lot of things about what's going on. Yeah. And the reason why he got away with that is because he's unknowingly – Richie Rich is unknowingly an agent for a state-created agency known as his all-caps name. Yep. He just doesn't know he's the agent. Well, so I, I agreed to it, right? I said, like, I will do it on behalf. I appear on behalf. Then, then you, right, you did. Right. But you again, did. that's the furthest I've gotten. And I was intrigued by the process because I've, I've, it, long before that, I did not state my name. And the, the second thing I pointed out in the last mm-hmm. segment was like, what difference does it make? And I, I asked that question because I believe at one point in time, all of this mattered. And it either a no longer matters anymore, yeah, because the people at the head of the table, the the, the judges or whatever, or even higher up than that, right, either don't know the history of it or don't care. And if they don't know the history of it, it's irrelevant because they act in court as if it doesn't matter. This one judge being like the outlier of all outliers, yeah. allowing it to proceed, and whether or not he was doing that because it's true. Right. Or because he was and trying I, to blow smoke up my rear end as a you know sovereign activist or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. It can doesn't I, matter. I, yep. They proceed as if it can. doesn't matter, and that's right. the point. So all of this. The reason why they're okay. I was just trying. To, if you don't mind me interrupting, I want to no, tell you for something. It. They're testing you. This whole system is testing you as to whether or not you know who you really are. And let me explain, if I may. You got to look at this because that's how they look at it. I was in court one time for a ticket for speeding, and a friend of mine had told me, Andrew, do this. So I did what he said. When, mm-hmm. the, when the judge asked me, he says, Mr. Davis, you've been found guilty of speeding, of doing 46 and a 33 or a 35 or whatever it was. How do you plead? I pled the blood of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, see, and I've done and the you- activist thing of going like no victim. I've pled no victim okay, ever since. Well, let, let me How tell do you, you plead no happened. victim? You got no when jurisdiction. I yeah, I know, I know. But let, let me let me tell you what happened. I, all I said was I pled the blood of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. If you understand and believe the concept, and I'm not trying to preach here, just just listen to me for a second. Yeah. If we if our sins have been paid for by the blood of our Savior, quote unquote, then how in the world can they judge us for this for this infraction of their corporate law? Because Policy they don't care. That's my well, point. No, no, I don't think that's the truth. I don't, I don't agree. And I want to tell you why. You've agreed without your awareness or your understanding, you've agreed to be a corporate entity by using that all-caps name. That means you agree to all the policies, rules, regulations, 
all of the all of the statutes that go along with it. And when you don't follow them, you are seen as a belligerent, and they send a policy enforcement officer. Now, here's the problem: until we wake up and realize that we are not corporate entities and mm-hmm. stop playing the role of a corporate entity in their system, I can't go to your house, Richie, when you're playing a, a card game and tell you. Well, listen, Richie, I don't like the rules you're playing with this game. We're going to play it under my rules. You're going to look at me and you're going to say, Drew, you can't, you can't tell me how to play, the, play my game in my yes. house. But if you came with and guns and doing. said, like, we're now playing by my rules, right, they, they then want, it's comply or you. die, which is how you interact well, with the state. But, but you don't have to die. All you've got to do is say, well, you know what? I don't want to play at all. I don't want to be a corporate entity, and I'm not. I'm a living man. I'm not a corporate uh, citizen. I'm not a part of any corporation, either local, state, or federal, and I, I, I have no fact, evidence, or record that I ever signed up to be, right. knowingly, willingly, or intentionally. Uh, Andrew, do you have like any recommended resources where people can learn more about this kind of thing? Any you know websites, a book, there, something? There, there, is, there is none that I know of. What it is is we get little signs of things, little things that kind of like, like a burr in your saddle that says, well, you know, they're saying... What my lawyer friend, his name was Mel Stamper. You might want to read his book. It's called the, uh, it's online. I think it's free. Mel Stamper wrote a book and it's called The Priest of High Treason. Okay. The Priest of High Treason. And what he does is he explains to you, you've been kind of cajoled and, and, and kind of coerced and kind of, you know, maneuvered into, into all these contracts. Sure. The back of your driver's license has all that black scrambled egg. Those are all your contracts. And until you address those contracts, I haven't had a valid driver's license in a decade. Hey, uh, Andrew, we really appreciate the call. Thanks for spending so much time with us. 603-283-6160 is the telephone number. Will you be challenging your corporate identity in court? Give us a call. Let us know. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. This is Free Talk Live. We're a live call-in radio station or radio program on uh, 190-ish, thereabouts, maybe 200 stations around the United States. Uh, we're also on the internet and some satellite stations. You could call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. The telephone number 603 283 6160. If you'd like to join us, we've got some calls on hold. We'll get to those in just a moment. In when you the screen studio, the calls, just make sure you get their full all caps legal fiction name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you like to represent yourself or, or your uh, corporate, corporate fiction. fiction? Yes, your legal fiction. Uh, in the studio, it's myself, the Lord Reverend Captain Kickass joining me. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. Uh, before we get to our callers, I have to tell you that ForkFest 2022 is right around the corner. You can join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th annual ForkFest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out 
uh, last year and looks to have sold out this year as well. So ForkFest takes place the week after that. But ForkFest is completely decentralized, and that means there's no ticket cost and no one's in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, your RV site, or your motel room at Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. I can't think of a better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving people in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with attendees on the ForkFest Telegram chat and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest forum. And you can find links to all of those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there, ForkFest.Party. We're going to go to Haimet, who's calling from Columbia. You're on Free Talk Live. Haimet? Hi. Haimet, going once? I met going twice. All right, I'm going to put him back on hold. Let's go to Stephen in Georgia. Stephen, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, um, so if you're going to call me by Stephen, can you, like, docker it up and, like, at least spell it in all caps for me? <laughs> well, here, I'll, I'll do my Step best. Pen. Now we're going to go to Stephen in Northwest Georgia. Hello, I Stephen, how are you? Sorry, it's, no, I capitalized how I are you. Fantastic. How are you? What's on your mind tonight? Um. So... Y'all were talking like the the legal entity stuff, and it, I would say at least borderline sovereign citizen, if not just marches in, in step with that. It and comes up every now and again it, on this show. Yeah. And like I, I well, learned a little bit more about it. I think that uh, we were talking sort of in the break, and Richie Rich brought up the point that you can find a lot of information, but what's difficult to do is to sew it all together into one comprehensive thing. I believe that's impossible. Steven? Well, so there there are two issues I have with the, the legal entity of the United States. Mm-hmm. One, when you make that argument, whether it's valid or not, it doesn't address the morality or the immorality of the overarching situation at the time, right? So um, you get pulled over for doing 100 miles over the speed limit. Yep. Um, and you go and say, well, the state of Georgia doesn't exist over here. It only exists in this one office complex in this landmass known as uh, Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't address the fact that I didn't run anybody over. I didn't steal the car. It's my vehicle with my fuel um, on roads that I help fund what, like, What's the actual issue here? Right, where's right? the victim? Right, yeah. So yeah, it doesn't okay. address the morality. Here's here's the thing: as a more individualist, anarchist type person, um, mm-hmm. I think personally, I have given up on the attempts to set other people free. Right, much like the Matrix and the Agent Smiths, most of the world is not ready for freedom. I want it for myself. And I want it for those friends and whomever I surround myself with to have it for us. Um, And then those who want to come along later can. That being said, the reason that the sovereign citizen type things would be important is because if it works for me on the side of the road, I really don't care if it if it doesn't work for you. Right. My issue isn't the sovereign citizen stuff. Right. Like, I, I, in a lot of circumstances, think that I'm probably going to end up a 
sovereign citizen. I right. probably already am. My issue is with the argument of the entity of the state only, or the corporation of the state only exists inside this one office space. Right. Hundreds it, of miles away. The, the truth that, is, in my opinion, at least, that it actually doesn't exist at all. It's all just a construct in our minds. And it's, uh, yeah, our regular caller, Jet, calls in to say all the time, it's just a bunch of people claiming a thing, right? right. It doesn't actually exist. It's just a bunch it's of people. It's a religion. Yeah. And, and so, you know, if you zoom out a little bit, that is the fact of the matter. The fact of the matter is, you know, when ducks fly south, uh, nobody's stopping and checking their passports, Right when a right. deer crosses from you know northern Wisconsin into Canada, uh, there's no they don't have to go through any checkpoints and produce ID and get refused because they're a felon anything like that. So like this whole concept of that there's this overarching thing called the state that control it's just that it exists only right. in our minds. But if I'm getting pulled if I'm getting stopped on the side of the road by a statey, and there are magical words that can be said that makes me go on my way faster. Yes, I'm going to say those. Yes. Right. Yes. Did suck it not work? <laughs> it might. It didn't suck. work for me. <laughs> it might lead you on a uh, high speed chase, a la a white bronco. Hey, Stephen, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate you. Uh, let's see if we can get. Uh, Hi, Matt. Is that you? Yeah, I called back in uh, when uh, when you brought me in the first time. I I had it on mute and yeah. I didn't realize I was answering the question, so I apologize. That's fine. Yeah, you you are live on the radio. So what are you calling about tonight? Well, I just wanted to uh, share with you in relation to uh, myself a little bit in relation to being involved in the patriot or constitutional movement. But uh, I'll bring you to the very end, and that is, I ended up having to flee the United States because uh, of the divorce Ooh. in which uh, the judge, the attorney, the guardian of Leiden and the ex used the legal system to kidnap my children, which so, are my property. So you're currently ended up outside of the United States? Is that right? Let me finish just a touch more. Just a touch more. When they found out that I had the evidence, actual documents showing what they did, they tried to murder me. Oh and they gosh. also tried to burn my house down, and right. I had to flee the United States. Hey, are you able to hang okay. on? Because we're we're coming up against it. Can you hang on? Because I want to hear more. Oh, I can hang on. All, all. I, I got no problem. All right, stand by, stand by. We'll we'll bring you back. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Went to Colombia. When when we come back, we're gonna hear about a man apparently who had somebody attempt murder. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. This is Free Talk Live. my microphone oh there it is i found it. it it got away from me there for a minute it strayed it strayed straight away i'm tired of cabin spitting on me all the time <laughs> i'm putting up a wall uh, it's actually uh uh it's a sponge uh, people call it a pop filter uh you know you've seen these in recording studios it's a that's, harbinger that's of bacteria 
It can be. I was thinking that the other day when I was sitting in that chair. I was kind of looking at it, and I'm like, no wonder why we all have great immune systems. We're just, you know, passing these germs along. They do get washed and rotated out from time to time. So it's not, you know, the most unsanitary (laughs) place on planet Earth. But uh, it also helped spread the COVID when we all got that. Yeah, whatever. Uh, 603-283-6160. That's the telephone number here for Free Talk Live. We'll get back to your calls in just a couple seconds. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Rich Rich. And let's go right away. Let's go back to Hymet, who's calling. He, he was telling us yeah, a story. Yeah, can you tell, recap the story? Because folks might just be tuning in and they didn't hear the last segment. I want to get the whole thing. Go ahead. Well, okay. Basically, uh, the main story is my divorce, whereby the judge, along with the attorney, and the ex-wife and the guardian at Leiden all committed fraud upon the court and a lot of other felonies. Uh, when they found out that I had the evidence, actual evidence, they tried to burn my house down. That failed. Uh, when the police came and the, and the fire people came and they found out that a judge was involved in the potential arson, mm-hmm. none of them would investigate what happened. Next, when that failed about eight days later, and I can go into a little bit more detail, but I'm just going to give you broad. When they found out that that failed in destroying the evidence, eight days later, they tried to murder me. This is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. All my friends said, you need to get the hell out of Oklahoma. It is a very corrupt political and judicial state. If you don't, they're going to kill you because you've got documentation that proves the felonies, the crimes, et cetera, against the judge. The attorney, who happened to be an ex-Oklahoma uh, senator, and the wife, and the guardian at Leiden. So I fled to Virginia. Okay. And then when they found out where I was, I fled Virginia and came to Columbia, South America in September of 2009, and I'm still here. So what, but I'm getting ready to go. What, go ahead. What caused these people to... You know, do these things to make you flee. What's the the overriding or underwriting? Oh, okay. The attempted Excellent murder and the arson you, wasn't I'll, enough. Yeah, I'll tell you exactly what caused it. Well, I want to know why in they the, wanted in, to kill him. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you exactly why. Okay. okay. When we were in the divorce, I disqualified the judge. He put me under contempt of court. When they went and they have actually three uh, deputies there in the I'm just sitting just like I'm sitting now. I know you can't see me. And they jumped on me and I'm just sitting. I was not standing. I wasn't. LRN.FM. Hang on. Stand by. Okay. Okay. So I did have to dump you there. Uh, this is your only warning oh, no because your, your story is interesting, but don't let the uh, cuss words come out again, please. Beat the vanity plate out of them. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. No problem. Okay. And then they put me in jail. I had patriots working for me and helping me and they prepared, they prepared a, a um, oh, writ of habeas corpus in which uh, the first time in did not work. The second time in, which was on the 18th day, it did work. And if you looked up my name on the internet, you'll find me. Okay. And the writ of habeas will find me at the Oklahoma Supreme Court. Anyway, the Oklahoma Supreme Court came in and said that my incarceration was illegal, unlawful, whatever, and, and that they had to let me go even though the judge had given me 60 days for contempt of court. Now, I can describe to you in great detail 
the, and you'll laugh at well, what happened when when I brought when they brought me in into the contempt of court. Well, I'm more. But anyway, yeah, I'd like to fast forward a little bit because so now you're outside yeah. of the country, and you had mentioned yeah. uh, when I screened your call that you were planning to come back. Tell us about that. That's correct. I'm coming back because now I've got knowledge in relation to how I'm going to come against these people who kidnapped my children through fraud, et cetera. Okay. okay. And, and now my learning has been through, and I think you guys know him because that's how I came across you doing more research. And that's on Carl Lentz. Okay. Which he teaches. And I consider to be probably the number one guy on the common law. Now, I came across Carl back in the 90s because I've actually been into the, you want to call it the constitutional movement or the patriot movement sure. since 1989 when I got red-pilled by watching none of, you guys might not know him because you guys were probably still in diapers, okay? But in 1989, I watched for the first time a video service by Philip Marsh on the untaxed movement. Are any of you familiar with him? I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with him only because somebody else that I know uh, based his work okay. on it or that I know of. But go ahead. Okay. Anyway, so I became red-pilled based on watching Philip Marsh. And I believe you can still get his videos and all that on YouTube. But anyway, and so that happened in 89. I got red-pilled. And just to give you a little history on me, in 1993, when I got red-pilled, I stopped filing taxes, et cetera. In 1993, it was kind of funny. I had two CID from the IRS show up at my door. Now, CID, for those of you who do not know what that is, is Criminal Investigation Division of right. the Internal Revenue Service. Right. Two agents showed up at my door uh, and to let me know that I was under investigation for willful failure to file. And I said, that's fine. Bring it on. At that time, I hired a gentleman, a patriot, by the name of Wayne Benson. Now, he's got a similar name to the other Wayne Benson who did the research on the 16th Amendment, spent two years going to all of the states okay, and getting the certification. Like, and he found Wayne out Benson, that, that, that it was... Yeah, let's, let's, get to, yeah. Uh, let's get to the, you know, you're coming back and... Skip further to the what, end. Yeah, let's... Okay. Now, anyway, after a year, we, 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 I, I could go into more detail, but I won't. A year later, after Wayne Benson, okay, without the T, Wayne Benson with the T is the one who did the research on the 16th Amendment. Wayne Benson is the, is the guy who helped me. Anyway, he did all the paperwork, all the, the documentation, and a year later, which would put it in early 94, we got a letter from the Internal Revenue Service saying that we were no longer liable at all in any way, shape, or form for the uh, for the uh, federal income tax. So same question filed. as the other guy. What's the formula so that we can all fill out this form well, and be, write I'm this letter? Okay, I'm going to tell you. Wayne, at that time, would not share what he did with anyone. He wouldn't share it. So all I know is How this. Convenient. He came, we, we followed a process he, he uh, mailed approximately 19 manila envelope packets with documents when we did everything. They, I can tell you some of the people they went to. They went to Social Security, Treasury Department, President of the United States, the Queen of England, the Crown, the uh, Department of Treasury, uh, sure. yeah. WTO. We get it. We get they it. went to about 19 organizations. And all I know is this. A year later... We got a letter from the IRS 
saying we were no longer liable. It didn't have anything to do with it, blah, blah, blah. And since then, I have not filed anything, didn't file since 1989. I don't even know what a 1040 looks like, and I don't need to look. RS has never contacted me ever again in any way, shape, or form, either in by a phone call or trying to find me or a letter or nothing. Yeah, hey, I uh, met. We appreciate the call. If you can, you know, I don't know, figure out like so once again, how, magical story of how it's done. Yeah, but no way to duplicate the I'm, efforts. I'm looking for you know the the how to do this for dummies, right? So you know, if you can come up with that information or get with the folks who helped you and put it together, I'm sure people will pay money for this. Yeah. I don't even need the dummies version. Just lay Write it all book. out. Yeah. Write a book. I'll buy it. Six zero three. Exactly. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. That's the phone number here. More of your calls and thoughts, and some other pretty fun stuff coming up here on Free Talk Live. It's the Sunday Night Edition. This is Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in and listening. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. Some real interesting calls. And just during the break here, we were discussing amongst ourselves, you know, what is the overriding question that we have? Because we've had two very interesting callers who... Compelling stories. Compelling stories who seem to have done the impossible they which figured is, it out which is you know somehow use the state against itself through some sort of legalese or some uh you know some legal gymnastics to prevent themselves from either being prosecuted by the state or being taxed by the state and so we wanted to summarize it and so we came up with this and if you're listening out there and you have the answer to this you can give us a call 603-283-6160. The question, what is the formula to remove yourself from the state? Both of these callers we had tonight claimed that they had accomplished this in one way or another, but were unable to give us the the how-to, the, you know, here, step one, do I this. sent a manila envelope to the Queen of right. England. <laughs> step two, this. Step three, question mark. Step four, profit. Right. right. You know, so if if you can give us the, the nitty-gritty, the down and dirty, let us ooh, know. Ooh, pick me, pick me. Okay, go ahead. Just stop. That was my answer. Oh, just, just just stop. Stop what? Everything. Just stop participating in the. You know, if you don't want to do states. something, just right. just stop. Just don't do it. So um, that but, is generally effective to a degree. But yeah, it doesn't solve the problem of like possibly getting murdered by the government what, and like thrown in a cage. What so. if they came after you? Right, like you, you stopped doing whatever, and then they went, "Huh, this Nikki chick has stopped." Yeah, here comes. Let's agent, go find out what's going on. Here comes Agent So and So and his yeah. pal, Agent Other Guy, and now they're at your door, and, yeah. and you're like, "What do you want, agents?" And they're going to say, "Like we've noticed you've stopped. You're not allowed to stop. Please continue, or please resume." Question right? mark. Okay, right, that's right. the thing, right? right? Yeah. These guys have right. figured it out. Where those agents don't arrive because they know 
Right, that if they they've show up, done the the thing, they've done the thing, yes. whatever the thing, and that's what we want to know is yeah. what, what is right? this thing? The name comes up and they goes, oh, that guy, he stopped in 1993. Oh, look at you know what? He did He's the thing. done the thing. So we just leave him alone and we go on to the next. Album. Right, we want to know what is the thing and how do we do it? And part of part of my claim, right, is that being a nuisance can be the thing. Yes, right, because you know I I. I uh, equated this to you know putting a sign on your door or outside your on your lawn. It's like security system. I'm protected by whomever. Right. Right. And the burglar goes like, oh, even if it's fake, the guy next door doesn't have one. Right. Like the dog bowl and the food and like beware of dog. We go like, well, that guy doesn't even have the sign up. Yeah. We'll go try him first. Yeah. And I would posit that in the state, while they're looking through these things to you know hurt people and take their money, they're going to avoid the hassle. Yeah. Right? As much as as much as they can. Uh, go after the easy ones. Yeah, go after sense. the easy ones. Okay. So part of me uh, is on board, but part of me isn't. And, and I say that because of the events of the Crypto 6. Now, I firmly believe that the reason that this radio studio that we sit in right now was raided uh, a year ago, April, uh, isn't because... The guy, the founder of this program, was transacting in Bitcoin. I'm firmly convinced that that's the legal reason that they're presenting. I'm firmly convinced that this show has been annoying enough to the states that they are like, oh, well, what can we do about this? Well, we can't. If we shut them down, that'll be like free speech stuff, and it'll look bad, and we can't, you know. And so let's find something else to conjure up. And I firmly believe I don't have any evidence for this, but I firmly believe that that is is the onus behind the now second raid on this particular studio. I would suggest that is because this radio program has moved people in the direction of freedom. Yes, absolutely. Right, to a degree that's not just the individual. Right. right. Like if if the if the crypto six had done their transacting and not done a radio show, that might have been the end of it. Yeah. Right. Not worth it. They're doing the Bitcoin thing. We have bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Right. But even even the Bitcoin thing, like it's not like they're catching everyone transacting in Bitcoin. Right? They can't. They number one, they can't. Right. But when they went after people, they went after the high dollar people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And so the Crypto 6, I don't know what the numbers were uh, or are, but the Crypto 6 may have transacted amount that triggered them to say, well, like, we and need that's to see the thing. what's going on. What they really wanted to do was the state wanted to rob these people. They wanted to steal from them. They're not looking to go after people that don't have any assets or right. a- anything to take. They want to they take things and they also want to make an example of people right so and that's 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 why, the biggest that's thing. why i think that the the folks the crypto six were targeted because they yeah. want to make an example they want to scare other people who are a into cryptocurrency and then b loud about it right mm-hmm. right like so hey everybody i found it. a way to work around all of this crap uh, and 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 we're seeing that internationally now where you know there's sanctions on you know uh, and free talk Russia live was and all that kind of stuff in getting that message out yes very much and it still From is early on. To, to that extent so so i'm i'm on board but i also kind of feel like mm, like considering the big fish that exist in cryptocurrency and the freedom movement I don't. I mean, was Free Talk Live that big a fish in the crypto freedom movement? Yes, the, the the biggest radio show talking about liberty and freedom on a nightly basis. Well, I mean, we're the only show. Okay, there you go. Exactly. And also was so early on in Bitcoin 
right? That we're probably the first radio show to no, ever that, mention that, it. On that National is a fact. I, I believe it is a fact that uh, Free Talk Live was the first radio program to may broadcast. have been somewhat responsible for the spread of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency early on, just because of how prolific uh, the the hosts at that time talked about it. It just. I, I feel like there are so many bigger. Th- I guess they came after. Yeah, okay. So here, here's another that kind of thing. Another yeah. anecdotal story from my exploits in court. Right, like I go to court. I don't even remember what the offense was yeah. at this point. And the prosecutor comes over to me to like cut the deal beforehand, and he starts the conversation by going, "We know you're an anarchist. We know you don't pay your fines. I need to, but I'm here to offer you a deal." So little old me, right, with no support, no backing, just being an a-hole to everyone along that chain for wasting my time for, you know, years prior to that, had become a known entity in that system. Right. To the point where, like, we don't really want to deal with you. Like, we, we already know how this ends. Let's cut a deal. And I told them at that time, I said, okay, because I knew, I knew what other activists were doing from listening to Free Talk Live. I said, here's the deal. Like, cut the fine. And make it payable to a charity, and you got yourself a deal. And the prosecutor was like, "Whoa, really? Like, yeah, why not? You know, can we do that? I'm like, yeah, you can do it. Done it before." And so he goes like, "Oh, great!" Like he was ecstatic that I was willing to cut a deal. And then we get in front of the judge, and we present this deal to the judge. And the judge goes, "Is there precedence for this?" I go, "Yes." She goes, "What?" I was like, "You guys versus me last month." <laughs> Because the previous month, I was supposed to be in jail for like 30 days, and on the last yeah. moment, they let me pay a fine to the food bank. Yeah. So I gave the food bank 500 bucks, kept myself out of jail. Nice. Right? And I go, you guys versus me last month. And judge goes, well, that doesn't count. You know, doesn't we're, count? We're going to proceed to trial. And the right. prosecutor looks over at me, like, you know, gives me the shrug, and is like, I'm so sorry, what do you want to do now? Right. Yeah. I'm like, take it to trial. And they had to recall the cops because they sent the, the, the you know the, their star witness on his way because right. they thought they were going to cut a deal and the judge put the kibosh on it. So they go to trial, they find me guilty, and then I walked out of court and that was the end of it. Like huh. I didn't pay the fine, didn't do anything. Like they just wasted everyone's time and got nothing out of me. I do like the uh, and he knew that going in. I do like the sub strategy of if there is a fine, redirecting it towards not the state. Sure, yeah, Any, anywhere but the Any, state. Like I don't, yeah, yeah give it exactly. to your, my grandma, your grandma, somebody, you know, give it to a dog. I don't care. Just don't pay it to the state. That's at least that's like the least that you can barter. You know, if you get yeah. in that situation, I, I like that as a sub strategy. Sorry, I didn't mean to take away from your point. No, that, I mean that's part of the point, though. It's I, I had become little old me had become an entity that they did not want to deal with. Yeah, right. So. As a strategy, right, like, you know, be be annoying and a thorn in their side as much as possible. Yeah. At least on the individual level, they'll go, oh, not this guy again. Right. I, I, I don't have firsthand information of this, but, you know, I've heard stories about co-host Ian. Yep. Right. And coming back from Porkfest through the roadblock down right, the road. Right. Right. And they go like, oh, he's with Ian Freeman. Let him go. Right. Because they don't want the hassle, man. And they know that if they mess with our group here... It's always going to be a hassle because that's what we do. And it makes them look as bad as they are. And foolish every time. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. Hour number three is coming up next. Talk Live. 
That is the telephone number here at Free Talk Live. You call in, take control of the airwaves. Actually, the phones are packed right now, so if you are trying to call, you're probably going to get a busy signal. More people with the secret sauce. Keep, keep trying. Keep trying. As we attempt to decipher how to beat the state for dummies, a step-by-step guide written and produced by, well, no one, because <laughs> it doesn't exist. But we're piecing it all together tonight. Well, are we? No, sure. We're, we're not. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Rich Rich. Uh, I do want to tell you about Bitcoin.com. It, it, Bitcoin.com is definitely the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there now. Click on Get Started at the top of the page. And when you do that, you'll find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse to ignore this important and world-changing information. If you're already knowledgeable about cryptocurrency, you can check out news.bitcoin.com and get the latest headlines for all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, getting a wallet, mining, trading, all the latest crypto news, all on a slick and very easy-to-use website. Please visit Bitcoin.com. All right, let's go to, uh, we got Joe in Virginia. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, hey, guys. How you doing? Good. What's on your um, mind? So, so friends of mine uh, made me aware of this. Uh, there's a javelin weapon, like um, an anti-tank missile, being sold on the dark web out of the Ukraine. Ooh. And it's on. It's like it's on pre-order. They also selling grenades and like certain guns and stuff like that. So aren't but, these uh, I mean, aren't these the exact weapons? The part of the three hundred thousand guns or whatever yes. that that the military left, quote unquote. Well, this well, that's Iraq. This is uh, or I mean Afghanistan. This is from the Ukraine. Oh, okay. But this I is mean, the aid package where... that the Americans are sending over to the Ukraine that are oh. now being resold yeah, in yeah. the dark web because exactly. the war is a hoax. <laughs> and and so I just want to point this out because we're talking about it. It seems incongruent to me, inconceivable, incongruent to me that the United States government, quote unquote, the people calling themselves the United States government, would a send a whole bunch of guns over to the Ukraine while simultaneously be... Guns are bad! Guns are bad for you, citizens of the United States. No, no, no. Isn't that ironic? Spike. Spike Cohen, libertarian guy. Have you seen this tweet? He goes like... No. Oh, okay. He goes like, they, they want to sanction the Russians because the Russians are enemies. They want to arm the Ukrainians because the Ukrainians are friends. In a totally unrelated note, they're trying to take your guns away. Joe, go ahead. Um, okay, so um, I forgot where I was going to say. Oh, the, anyway, on the dark uh, web, they're selling missiles and javelin grenade missiles launchers and from Stark Industries. Uh, okay, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, if you search on Twitter, um, like dark web javelin missile, you'll find like the picture and the like. Somebody tweeted about it, but um, um, I want I want to mention something else. I'm That's a honeypot. So if it's on Twitter, it's a honeypot. All right, what's saying? What's, what's the other thing <laughs> you want to mention? I had a vanity plate uh, back in the day. I used to live in Oregon. It was Nobama, N-O-B-A-M-A. <laughs> <laughs> and they let, they let me have it, and I still have them. <laughs> what I find funny is uh, when Obama was president, every now and again you would hear somebody referred to, like, Obama and then use the word nation, right? And so, like, if you put nation and Obama together, it sounds like abomination. <laughs> hey, thanks for the call, Joe. We appreciate it. 
Uh, let's move right along to, let's go to, what do we got? Hang on, hang on. Technicalties, stand by. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Hey, thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's the I, actual sound it makes, too. Sarah in New Mexico. <laughs> Glad to have you back, Dick. <laughs> Sarah? Are you with us? Sarah? No, put Sarah back on hold. All right. Uh, let's, let's go to uh, David in New Mexico. David. Be annoying. Be annoying. Be annoying. Be annoying. David, just be yourself. <laughs> All right, what's on your mind, David? Enough. Hey, man, I've got it mastered. I've been doing it for, uh, like, uh, what, 10 years before Richie showed up. We know. Annoying. We know. So, yeah, that's that, that's an actual that's an actual thing. Is that, I, I have, uh, is that your topic today? Um, it, I'll work it into my topic, Or is yeah. that just what you're so, being... That's a, no, I, well, I'm, that's a given, dude. That's just uh, that's just the constant, the steady state. Hey. Annoying, yes, annoying, yes. annoying, annoying. Hey, you said it. Yeah. Not that's me. what we call the baseline. Yeah. Right. So, but Richie, Richie said it works, and it does. And and for instance, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of judges at, at the Metro Court, for instance, and uh, uh, there's there's one uh, woman who's a judge who I who I approve of. I think she's she's Maria Dominguez. Okay. Okay. And. The rest of them are a bunch of ninnies, and I found that recently I had I had like four different cases all at once when that UNM radio deal was going on, and the the female judges at the Metro Court started um, what's the word they they were excusing themselves they were um, recusing I forget the actual uh, yeah recusing themselves and and my cases kept ending up back at in in the uh, Victor Valdez who I get along with and I think is a stand up dude. My cases kept ending up back in his courtroom, and we get along just fine, and everything you know goes just fine. So I think that's a case of being annoying, and people you know will kind of get out of your way. And um, another uh, piece of history is that um, back in Vietnam, and I'm sure this goes farther back than this, but in, in Vietnam, the prisoners of war discovered that, uh, and this isn't you know exactly annoying, but in a way that it is, they found that if they made the guards beat them before they gave them any information. They got fewer beatings. In other words, m- m- make them, you know, stand uh. up to them, make, make them, make them beat you, and then they want to do it less. And that's a, huh. that's a, uh, a type of being annoying. And, and that goes back to, like I said, POWs in Vietnam actually use that. And I'm sure if you, if you search it, you can find the actual citations on that. I don't remember uh, it's like a rope uh, where I Let them punch it. themselves out. Hey, uh, David, thanks for the call. I I really expected you to be slightly more annoying, but uh, it was a fair to middling attempt. We'll, we'll give you that. Sort of on point with You're the consistent. rest of the conversation. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's move right along to, let's go to Bad Slave in New Hampshire. Bad Slave. Thank you, guys. Um, it's on your mind. And Nikki. Um, I just... Uh, there are people out there that have written, she asked for a book, uh, this guy, uh, David Champion. I've uh, heard that name up. before. He's he's popped up right. in the, in the yeah. my news feed. I used to from follow time to him time. on social media. In social media, right, yeah. David Champion for Liberty. Yeah. What's the and, book? And, and he's written a book, so. What's the book, do you like know? It 50 bucks or something. Huh? Do you know the book? I can't remember the, the title of it, but uh, if you. Just go to his, uh, you know, page. Yeah, it's it's fine. David we can find Champion. that. What what was your topic today? Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, well, I, and there's Joe Bannister, who used to actually uh, operate as, uh, you know, we know. Uh, getting people off of the tax rolls. I mean, ultimately, you you just have to get yourself into that realm of non-taxpayer. And, uh, and, and do you have personal you know, experience I've, with this non-paying taxes? And being able well, to exist. I, I've, done, I've done it. I've done it since the nineties. Successfully. Um, so you haven't paid taxes since the nineties, is that right? Correct. And I'm retired now, so I'm actually collecting Social Security. Okay. Uh, as I expect to uh, to take as uh, as someone who paid into it. For many, many years. I'm going to put you on blast real quick, Bad Slave, because I'm privy to some information that I think you might be hiding from the rest of us. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Do I need to do I need to bring this up or you want to bring that? I'm not afraid of whatever. Bring it. Want to settle this out back? No, I'm just again, I don't don't, you know, this this is not necessarily public information, but I'm just privy to it. Um, Some some issues with the tax man of your own locally here in New Hampshire. Oh, that was, that's uh, a local tax man. Okay. Oh, different. Oh, I see. Different right. taxpayer. Different hey, tax. Thanks for yeah. the call, Bad Slave. We appreciate it. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. More of your calls and more fun with us. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. That's the phone number here at Free Talk Live. We're a live call-in radio talk program where you can call, take control of the airwaves, talk about well anything that's on your mind. We've been talking about all sorts of fun stuff tonight. Seems to have sort of a uh, tax vibe to it, or how to get out of taxes, or. How to like every sovereign uh, citizen? Yeah, it has all that vibe to it. Like, oh, you're when you see your name in all caps, it means that you are a corporation. But if your name's not in all caps, then you're just you somehow. Sure. Uh, and w- what else was it? Uh, the the state will never call you a man. They will call you the taxpayer. They will call you the IRS. The, definitely doesn't call you anything other than the taxpayer. The taxpayer, the defendant. You know things of that nature. They will never refer to you as a man if you're a dude uh, or a woman. I guess you know or something question mark. Yeah, point. if you're you know a Wookiee or something. You know. <laughs> so we've been talking about that, uh, but you what know, if we could get a Klingon translator in court? That'd be something interesting. Kapla. <laughs> <laughs> Good, be, we're gonna need a translator. That would be fun. That would be f- what language? That Klingon? would be fun. That would be fun to do. Like, yeah, uh, my client only speaks native Klingon, so we're gonna have a translator. <laughs> like, you just whisper into his ear, and they go blah 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 or whatever, you know. And then okay, can we put an activist bounty on that? Like, like a hundred bucks towards anyone who gets a Klingon interpreter <laughs> interpreter for the court hearings. 
I think I could swing a hundred. You, you've you've heard it here first. I'll 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 split that with you. I'll, okay, I'll put fifty towards All right. it. Yeah. Video evidence of a Klingon translator in a legitimate, you know, court in a courtroom setting. Yeah. Yes, okay. yes. All right. You, you heard it here first on the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. Uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts. We've got Jack in Ocean Shores calling. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live. It's not Jack. It's all caps. J A C K. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not Jack. It's Jack in Ocean Thank Shores, you. Washington. Green, but um, I was talking about plea deals. I've, I've called them before years ago about, uh, I, I basically worked for, I was a sales manager for a construction company really short. Uh, he stopped paying me. I continued to work for two months and then I left. And I tried to get my paychecks and he had a friend who was a cop mm-hmm. and a really good friend in this Clark County, Washington. And they came and arrested me and I was going to talk about taking a plea deal. Okay. What was the arrest for? First of all, um, they called it cyber stalking because you were, you were contacting this person repeatedly trying to get your money. Yeah. Okay. And the prosecutor, when I went to court and I'm, I'm fast forwarding a lot, but, uh, they came arrest me, beat me and all kinds of weird crud. And I, by the way, uh, you know, I had like a Trump flag up. So don't think these people are one way or the other. They work for the government. Um, but long story short, um, yeah, they don't care who you voted for. See, but if yeah, you would have just used their system to file a claim against your employer and taken it to their court cop. system. But yeah, yeah they, threw, they harassed the heck out of me. But the prosecutor drug me over to the side, how they do out of the court, you know, if you guys have been there. Uh, they say, you know, four days in jail and $4,000 fine or whatever. And when you know you're innocent, you should never take a plea deal. I knew I was innocent. I never said anything mean. I didn't threaten him. I really didn't. And I had every right to. But, you know. I like that sentiment. It's not always the case, unfortunately. It, it, it is a overriding sentiment in the mm, freedom activist community. Yeah. Uh, that, that, generally speaking, uh, plea deals are something you should not do. Uh, if for nothing more than to, you know, waste their time. Now you're wasting your time as well, so you have to take that into consideration. Understood. But innocent or guilty, right, if they want you, even though you're innocent, they will get you on yep. something. Yeah. But they don't want to take you to court and spend the money. Maybe. That's how it Depends what it is, I suppose. Sometimes yeah. taking the plea is uh, damage mitigation. Yeah, I think, Jack, in your situation, uh, you know, the court isn't the one coming after you. Or you you were suing your former employer, and there was, was he a former cop? I don't know how the cop was involved. Friend. Friend was a cop. Okay, so, but yeah. like, but like, you know, you're, this really is more like an individual versus individual situation, if I understand it correctly. Civil. It should be civil. Yeah. But he used his friend he watches football with every Sunday, who happens to be a sheriff, which brings up the rest of the uh, fraternity of cops. And they te- six of them showed up for me. And I said, you could have just called me, throw me down to the floor. And they thought this person I worked for, who's the uh, friend of the cop, said I was, like, threatening him, and he was, like, a really evil salesman type. And he had convinced his friend I was very threatening, and I wasn't at all. That's why it got dismissed. They took my cell phone. You know how they take your cell phone and they look everything up. I didn't say anything mean to him at all. I said, where's my paycheck? I kept on going to the bank for four or five days, Bank of America. I lived downtown Vancouver, Washington, across from Portland. 
I go to Bank of America, and they're like, this check ain't no good. He was just writing me bad checks to all the Hispanics that were our, our uh, sub crews. I mean, just a, just a terrible human. And then he used his evil human cop friend to arrest me and harass me. I mean, it was awful. But I did not accept the plea. That's why I called. Yeah, I and and, and I agree with you in, in principle. I'm sorry? Dismissed. Dismissed? Excellent. Everything got dismissed. Everything got dismissed. Now, outside of this one interaction that you've had, you know, have you had any other interactions where you did not take a plea? Um, no. Okay. But I'm thinking they're so far, you know, it's either 40 years in prison or six years and, you know, three months of probation. Yeah. So they're obviously trying to really bait you. Yeah. I mean, kind of the simple fact of the matter is, is that if everybody who... Uh, had a summons to court for whatever, uh, decided to take it all the way to court, that the court system isn't designed. It isn't big enough. There's not enough employees and enough space right. to take all of these trials to court. And so the idea being that the system would sort of collapse at that point because it can't facilitate its own uh, prosecutions. So here's an interesting thing, at least in Hawaii. They trick you into giving up your right to a speedy trial. Because they send you to the public defender's office, which is, again, I learned, not necessarily your constitutionally appointed attorney. Right. But the public defender's office is so behind on caseload that they're not going to get to you in time. So they're like, well, if you want to talk to the public defender and get your attorney, you have to waive your right to a speedy trial. Oh. Right. Otherwise, you have to come back to court without an attorney and deal with it yourself. That doesn't sound legal. That does that's how they do it because well, most people go like okay fine i waive it and i yeah. get my attorney well most people don't really care either they're whatever jack i just think don't play pick the plea deal i think it's a better gamble but it, it, they have it so messed up it's either 30 years or 10 years versus probation yeah. they're really 30 years is a long time man yeah i don't blame you jack yeah. hey, hey thanks for the I, call tonight we appreciate it um well, it's those fear tactics, too. You know, you, you tell somebody that they're risking spending life in prison. That's terrifying for most people. They don't want to take that risk. I mean, even a year, really. Yeah. Like, even if you're innocent, that's yeah. a big risk a, yeah. knowing they, this deck is stacked against you. Exactly. 603-283-6160. Do you agree? Never take a plea? Give us a call. Let us know. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. If we keep it up, we might even sound professional. One, of these one day, days. one day, the Sunday will be the most professional show. <laughs> it's funny. You would think the more meowing, the less professional we would sound. That's funny. Yeah, but if you can harmonize it in key, the irony is not lost on me. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. We'll get to your calls and thoughts in just a moment. This is Free Talk Live. You can call, and we've got some calls on hold. Uh, I, however, have a little bit of thanking to do i want to say thank you to nelson aquino who is a platinum amplifier 
what's an amplifier, you might ask? Well, it's a person who decides they want to help get this radio program onto more radio stations and help promote us wherever, nationwide, worldwide, on the internet, on satellite stations. It's an internet fiction is what it is. <laughs> you and your screen names. <laughs> lowercase letters. Uh, Nelson Aquino uh, gives, I don't even know what platinum is, 50 bucks? It's uh, silver, gold, and platinum. I think it's in that range. Okay. It's a lot of money uh, because they enjoy this program. They enjoy the hosts, the co-hosts, the characters that we are, the topics that we bring up. They enjoy the callers. They enjoy that we're really the only national, nationally syndicated radio program that talks about things in the way we do from the perspective of freedom, liberty, peace, and prosperity. How do you become an amplifier? Visit amps.freetalklive.com, A-M-P-S. .freetalklive.com, and you can see the different levels of contribution. Uh, we only ask for five bucks. That's the minimum, but you can give more if you enjoy us that much. If you've you know, gotten that much value out of this program, we certainly appreciate it. Uh, you get some perks. It's kind of a Patreon-type setup, so there are some things that you get, but that's not why you should contribute. You should contribute because you find value in this program. So become an amp over at amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again, Nelson Aquino. You are appreciated. All right, moving right along, let's go to the state of Michigan where we have a person who goes by Major Payne. You're on Free Talk Live. Captain! What's on your Welcome mind, Major? Welcome back, Miss Vicky. Thank you. My moonbeam. You shine at night, baby girl. <laughs> What's on your mind, Major? Well, I we never quite got it straight. You want me to tell you jailhouse stories or how I bucked the government or how it's bucked me? You just make sure you pronounce the B in buck the government, yep, but let, let, let's let's tell that. I I've been I I used to actually have to my ex-wife one of her favorite tricks was to find a stupid green horse and bring it home for me to to break. So I've been bucked many times. <laughs> um Go on. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny how it came back to me like that. Oh, never mind. So uh, I have I have been, always tried to not pay taxes. I spent. I think everybody tries not to. Just do Nikki's solution. Just don't pay. Just stop. Just, just stop. Well, no, working under the table, then it's not recorded um, and yada yada yada. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah, earn as much and as you can without it being reportable. If you earn under thirteen grand, I don't think. Well, at least that's the way it used to was. You don't have to file. But uh, get a job delivering pizza and just sell Bitcoin on the side. Well, no, I'm a carpenter, so I can oh. usually pull side hustle. Oh yeah, definitely. With a skill like that, any of the trades Two are definitely Vegas. viable for side hustle. I mean, you could l- really make a full time income uh, just side hustling, so to speak, with with any I of the trade done- skills. I have done so my whole life, but I'm finally old enough where I could file for Social Security. Um, and because I have bucked them my whole life, I'm gonna get. I get three hundred and forty-four hours a month. That doesn't sound like much at all. No, no, it don't. But there's a little bit of a <clears throat> sun coming over the ridge line. When I turn sixty-five, I'll be able. To the girl that I talked to on the phone, she actually hooked me up with some proper info. When I turn 65, I can uh, file for SSI, and that'll take me up to 784 or something. 
Okay, I was going to say that 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 three. I think I've had bigger bar tabs than the three hundred and whatever dollars you mentioned. I mean, I don't know what the cost of living is in Michigan, but it seems like it's rising everywhere. It is, and I don't think you could get very far on that in most places at this point. Well, I've been off the grid for twenty years, and okay. uh, everything I got is paid for. Okay, so except for the I property can, taxes, I can, ride, I can ride pretty low in the saddle, so to okay. speak. Okay, all right. Okay. I mean, right. if it works for you, fantastic. But, uh, the thing is, um, oh damn! I just had a thought and it run right out my. Whoosh, head. It's gone. Getting a tilt in my head. Just like that, it vanishes. Bucket back. Oh, oof. All right, dust in the wind, my boys. All right, peace be with you. Appreciate the call, Major. And also with you. <laughs> he was bucking the government. Right on. <laughs> I I have to over enunciate the buck. In Absolutely. Buck the government and buck the system. I wish he remembered what the what the buck he was going to say. Change that vanity plate to BCKFLM. <laughs> What's FLM? I don't know. F Just, my life. Oh, FML. No, it was it was. Oh, did F-C-K-B-L-M. I mix up my letters? Right. Right. So I'm saying just swap the first. Li- Never oh, I, okay. I see. Too meta of a joke for Jesus. I mean, maybe. maybe. <laughs> because then we when you pr- when you pronounce it right. The captain has varying degrees of um, coherence, depending on the moment. Sometimes, I, I call it uh, moments of genius. Okay. Right? So, sometimes I'm just an idiot. Let me see if I can enunciate this without, you know, well, breaking well, any on. rules. I'm, I'm, I'm laying okay. out a thing. So, sometimes I'm just an idiot. Sometimes I'm, you know, average. Sometimes I'm smarter than the average bear. And sometimes, every now and again, I will say something that, like, you're like, did the captain just... Wow. Write it down quick. Holy crap. Like, I call it meme that. Moments of genius, right? So I just kind of meander through life and, you know, occasionally doing idiot things or, you know, getting by and, you know, maybe sometimes sometimes doing like, you know, better than average. But like once a year, twice a year, maybe I'll have like a moment of genius. It's not real men of genius. I know what you're talking about. You're like, Mr. Guy who had a moment once this year, right? Here's to you, Mr. Moments of Genius. You're waving the big foam finger in the air for yourself or whatever, right? Those are great. Yeah. I had a point now, but much like the major, it has escaped me. What I was saying is if you just change the letters on that vanity plate that we started with, it would be Buck Black Lives Matter. Instead of FCK, just BCK? But then change the first letter because when you you transpose letters, that's what happens. Okay. I I see what you were doing, but I don't think transposing the other letter really serves any purpose okay you just change it to bck blm no because then you're not you're not doing the transposition of the letters but why do you have to transpose the letters because that's what makes things funny oh is that what makes things funny nikki ha ha (laughs) like buck futter we're we're dancing on landmines here. So we're doing a free talk live very careful (laughs) hey i didn't say anything i'm a good girl so (laughs) Don't look at me. As I look over at you. <laughs> Put it on the blinders. Anyways. All right. Uh, I just want to mention a couple of things that we don't have time to get into. Uh, number one is uh, tens of thousands of chickens killed in Wright County egg farm fire. Uh, this is just yet another. There's been 19 so far in 20. Another isolated incident of a food processing burning down. Can yeah. I quickly sprinkle a little bit of unsolicited advice yes. for our listeners? Yes. Get out of whatever city you're in, go buy property, and start a farm, because soon you will not be able to afford food at the grocery store. 
exit society now. The warning signs are there. The writing's on the wall. Get out while you can. I like the uh, the memes that have been going around, which shows like the old grandmother like looking down over her glasses and pointing at you, like you're gonna find out why your grandmother saved her tinfoil and washed it off and kept bacon yeah. grease in an orange juice can and- on her stove real quick. I'm pretty sure in Michigan there was one of those places several years ago that banned front yard gardens. Oh yeah. When people tried to grow their own food, they said no, Lame. you cannot. Look, the reason you want to prepare is for just in case. Right? So, just in case, you should prepare. Or just to be self-sufficient and independent and not reliant on the system. That's a much better reason. 603-283-6160. How prepared are you for any kind of disaster? And we're back. Final segment of tonight's program here at Free Talk Live. Woo-hoo. Uh, we had mentioned something about uh, you know, preparing, be independent. Uh, and Nikki had said, you know, buy some property, start a farm, a Take garden, something. Take things into your own hands. Like, people are complaining about everything, yeah. the government, this, that, the other thing. Just do it yourself, man. And, and if you can't yeah, that's- do what Nikki suggests, if that, like... And just a personal example, I, just this weekend, we have something called a market day here, Mm -hmm. and I was able to purchase some uh, grass-fed meats, uh, farm-raised, humanely raised meats from a farm called Bardo, and I was also able to get some chickens from a a local person whom we know, uh, fresh, farm-fresh chicken, uh, eggs, not chickens, but eggs, uh, 18-pack, you know, reasonably priced, all that kind of stuff, because, like... I have a tiny yard. I, I don't have a lot of property. I could do some container gardening, and yeah. I have plans for some of that kind of stuff. But you move to a place where you have a community that Boom. can you can fill in the gaps. Right. Not yeah. one person or family is able to do everything. So when you build strong, freedom-minded, voluntarist communities, we are able to fill in the gaps and live without the government like spoon-feeding us everything. Right. Exactly. I, I generally agree with Nikki's sentiment, and... I also love the economic concepts of division of labor and comparative advantage. And the reason I do what I do is because I can't grow my own food. Right, right. Nor do I have that desire. So right. I'd like to, I like to continue doing what I'm doing and then trade yeah. with people who grow their own food. Yeah, and, and that's kind of where I'm at, right? I'm not actively growing my own food, but I'm getting my food from people who are. Yeah. Right. And instead of, you know, from the major grocery stores, you know, that kind of a thing. Right. Um, whenever I can, it's popular in the New England area for there to be these like roadside stands for these farmers. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, this is my farm right behind me. Here's my goods. Right. I would rather buy directly from the farmer themselves, even if I have to transact in USD, than I would. Uh, you know, go to the grocery store. Here's the conspiracy theory for you, or at least the concern, right? When when food does become scarce, guess who's going to be robbing those roadside stands and confiscating the food to feed their cronies and the bureaucrats? Well, it's, it's not going to be politicians because they'd never do anything themselves. They're well, lazy cowards. They will send the enforcers to oh, confiscate the food. Uh, oh, the they, cops then. There you go. I see. And divvy that amongst themselves, the elite class. Well, you know, add that to the list of reasons why... Farmers need to be armed. 
Deal. Agreed. Let's go to Sarah in New Mexico, who's been patiently waiting. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yes. Have you heard that in San Francisco, they have self-driving taxis now? Oh, they, I Sounds terrifying. I, I knew that self-driving stuff was coming. I have heard that there were self-driving semis over the road type, oh, you know, gosh. hauling stuff uh, that had been deployed, like it's sort of a beta test. Uh, I heard they're better drivers than the people in New Mexico. <laughs> Well, I believe it. No, tell me about it. I we, I mean, I want them here as soon as possible so the drunks we could throw in the car and send them home because we have a really bad DWI well, problem. I don't know. See, the problem with this is technology malfunctions, so I just don't trust robots to Yeah, what's the self-driving car going to do when the drunk gets in the back and then, you know, pukes all over himself and then dies? What is, you know, because, like, they didn't react fast enough and get the guy to a hospital so that he didn't die. Keep driving to the next pickup, man. It's just a statistic Well, maybe they could put uh, sensors in it, you know, like... Uh, Puke sensors? Well, I mean, just, uh, like, uh, heat sensors or heart palpitation, you know, or something like that. That's better than uh, killing a whole family going the wrong way on the freeway. I just think that's... It's just such a minority. Like, that doesn't really happen as much as people might like to think, as much as the news hypes it up. Yeah. Well, I would say the same about self-driving cars, right? They're, I mean, maybe. They're better drivers than so, humans. So maybe I'll go into conspiracy theory territory. I also don't like the electric computerized self-driving cars because if you own one and you get put on the government bad boy list... Guess whose car doesn't work anymore? It's right. it's That's they're fair. already starting to have it in bills that new cars are going to have to have kill switches that the government can use. So we're already edging that territory where your yeah. your car is going to get turned off and you can't go anywhere. I I disagree that self driving cars are better drivers. They might statistically get into like less accidents or something. I don't know. That's there's, a pretty good metric. There's, there's no evidence to prove this yet because they haven't been deployed in an actual situation. No, they have. The the hur- the hurdle. No, they have, they, they've, they're only right. just being deployed now. So there oh. hasn't been a long enough time for them being deployed for us to know that over the long term they're going to be able to drive. Well, even how, if they how do, long of a term do you need? I think it's way. Even if they do, like. I'm waiting for one of these to just, you know, slip on the ice, right? Yeah. Uh, there, There is a technique to driving on uh, bad roadways. Uh, if you live in a place where you get winter, and I grew up in Wisconsin, I lived in Minneapolis, yes. I learned how to drive on the graveyard shift. I have experienced every kind, and you develop techniques over time on how to deal with these things that I don't believe can be programmed. And as you're driving as a human driver along these roadways, you will see other humans off in the ditch because they didn't have that skill set or utilize those techniques. And I imagine we're going to see the driverless cars in those same ditches. It's quite possible. You're right. But I, I, I believe it's Waymo and I believe it's Arizona. They have deployed the unmanned self-driving cars for some time now. Well, she's saying taxis in San Francisco. She is, she is saying taxis in San Francisco. Yeah. I am saying Waymo in Arizona yeah. as far as the test case. And I think one of the reasons why you may not have heard about all the accidents is because at least in Arizona... In dry desert heat, those unmanned self-driving cars have been pretty successful at not ending up in accidents. What I don't so want the, to... Go ahead, Sarah. Okay. So the San Francisco, it's not a trial. I mean, they, it is an actual self-driving 
taxis, but they could only double park. They don't have enough technology to park in the curbs yet. So then, yeah, they if uh, they just park out in the street and you get into it. And this is a full on. This is not like testing it out. This is yeah. like taking you to uh, de destinations. And I'm quite amazed that they have come this far. Yeah, and I'm pretty but, sure they have the parking technology because a lot of cars come today that are, aren't even self-driving have um, parking assist with the cameras and whatnot. So they probably could. It's just probably less efficient to parallel park next to the curb and wait for you and you just jump out and get in your taxi. taxi. See, but I live in New Mexico. With our drunk drivers and the way that they run red lights and speed and everything and drag race here, I give, I trade in any robot computer driving car over any people driving from here. Believe me. They, they drive like nuts. So this I'm surprised is, that I haven't died already from a car. This is from TechCrunched Cruise. That's the name of the company. Uh, can finally charge for driverless robot taxi rides at San Francisco. Cruise, the autonomous vehicle unit at General Motors, has finally been given the green light, <laughs> no pun intended, to start charging fares. The California Public Utilities Commission voted Thursday, this article's three days old, uh, to award Cruise with a driverless deployment permit. The final hurdle the company needed to jump uh, to begin operating was, oh, just getting the permit. Uh, of course, can't do anything without the government permit. Uh, it will be operating its passenger service at a maximum speed of 30 miles per hour between the hours of 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. on select streets in San Francisco, adding another one and a half hours to its current service. The company will need additional state regulatory approval to charge members, uh, blah, 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 blah. So, so regardless of the state interference, that means that they have been doing something similar, right, and testing it out already, and it is now more ready for this increase in activity. So they say it's the, the graveyard shift, basically, is what, it, what they're it, operating It's a under. good time. You don't want to be testing it out during rush hour, right? Why not? Because it's not, you know, it's not ready that, for that yet, right? Well, it sounds like it doesn't work then. It doesn't work to that extent, but it works enough for graveyard, which is, you know, and then you improve the technology, mm -hmm. and it gets better. And then you run the tests, right? And you troubleshoot it, look at the statistics, analyze the data. Go ahead, sir. So I just say, you, you think that going the wrong way and killing families is a, a rare thing? That's not a rare thing in New Mexico. You know what I mean? You you think I'm just making it up? That quite happens quite often here in New Mexico. They're thinking of putting in some sensors that alert the police if they're all going on the because they have those sensors in in Arizona when they enter um, the drunks going the wrong way that they go onto the exit as an entrance if they're so drunk that happens quite a bit in new mexico and it's quite isn't comical it, isn't it illegal to drive drunk in new mexico already i believe it well, is it's illegal but but they do it all the time anyway because you have 28 drunk driving they don't put them in jail here it's hey. illegal but they don't even thanks sarah we appreciate the call we're out of time if you missed any part of the show check us out at freetalklive.com thanks everyone peace